Water on Thin Ice. Hello and welcome, I'm Metal. And I'm Scob, and you're listening to Podcast Man's of EXE, a podcast detailing our journey through the Mega Man Battle Network anime. Check in, Podcast Man, power up! Okay, so how do you like Heartbreak? Oh, <laughs> I don't like it a whole lot, actually. Too bad we had two whole episodes of it. I mean, I don't know. I feel like the first episode didn't really get into the heartbreak as much as the second one. Okay, but here's the thing. As soon as I saw that icicle bastard, I knew what was coming and my brain prepared me. Yeah, it took me a little bit longer for me to catch on. I'd completely forgotten all about Empress Roll. But I had not forgotten about these. <laughs> oh, I know you had. I know you couldn't have forgotten it. I mean, it, it came back to me soon enough. I just didn't catch on that it was coming as quickly. Sorry for the wait, everyone. I hope we didn't make you worry. But yeah, no, I, I'm I'm feeling ready to get back to it. And but yeah, God, what a pair of episodes for me to uh, have to uh, start with after a long break. Well, actually, we should give our listeners, we have at least two. Uh-huh. We should give them an extra thing, which is that after you moved into your apartment, you've been having nonstop internet troubles. Look, I, I am uh, the spider's George of life events for October and November. Oh, I should also mention, uh, you know, October, both of us were watching almost nightly uh, horror movies, as is my Octoberly tradition. Yeah, that's right. They're so good, though. I love that October. They are. It's the best. No, yeah, no. I definitely like this year's, uh, this year's batch. Yeah, we had a really good crop. Biggest highlights for this year's quota was the two Lovecraft adaptations. Honestly, yeah, they really knocked it out of the park. Now that we have a new generation of filmmakers who are just being given money to make whatever they want, they're like, hmm, I think we're going to adapt this, but make it awesome. Yeah, let's take this story and just use the parts that were cool about it instead of all the racism that's in the subtext. And you know what you get out of that? You get what people actually like about Lovecraft. Yeah. And you also get Nicolas Cage. Yeah, uh, Color Out of Space, that, that's one of the two. That's the one with Nicolas Cage. And then Endless was the other oh, one that we... Yeah. I think the Endless was better than Color Out of Space. I think that just... Color Out of Space was the more loyal adaptation, but the Endless just sticks you with these ideas that stick around. You're, like, as a Lovecraft adaptation, and perhaps, like, as a horror movie... Yeah, I think I would give that to The Endless, too, because I definitely felt, like, more unnerved by things in The Endless. But Color Out of Space, at the very least, is a very close second because of the use of Nicolas Cage. Oh, he is at his very most B-suit. Yeah, no, like, this is a filmmaker who knew how to use him. Uh, But anyway, this is a podcast about MegaMan.exe. And, it's uh, not about Lovecraft movie adaptations, although there are quite a few. But no, um, this is a podcast about Mega Man.exe. This is a this podcast year. about Mr. Match. Yeah, and we get a lot of him this week because, uh, off the bat, we are starting off with a classic Western cartoon trope, the Heat Wave episode. 
Yeah, it is more of a Western trope than a Japanese one because I see it in like so many different Western cartoons. The there's the heat wave episode and the snow episode. And then there's Hey Arnold, where they go ahead and play it like have those pair of episodes in the same like half hour block, but they play it off as if it's like they're literally two days off of each other. Well that's that's Hey Arnold. It lives in a magical realism version of New York. Uh-huh. <laughs> also, never forget the Western cartoon trope of we all shrink down into somebody else's body, which comes up again and again. It do that uh we, yeah, we all know that's it. So but that's not a Western trope, at least that shows up in this show. Right? I it doesn't happen. Don't right. seem to recall it. I, no. I think yeah, no, I think if like it did happen, we wouldn't have trouble remembering it. So I no, don't no. think it happened. We would remember it. We would absolutely <laughs> remember it. It does have the eating contest trope, which is a Japanese trope. Yeah, I mean, but you know, there's definitely that in Western cartoons too. But anyway, it's cool to see the heat wave trope here in anime. And luckily, uh, this heat wave is being battled by this new, very cute little robot that's like basically just like a robot penguin portable AC. It is so cute. I want one. It's the middle of winter and I want one of these little, little pingies. It, like, it is just, like, very good just on the basis of being a penguin that can walk around and follow you. We open up the episode with Meilu carrying one of these as she approaches Lan, who is sitting on the bench, laying across the bench. And she asks him, where have you been? And his answer is, I've been right here, dying. <laughs> yep. Dying of like, uh, of, like, heat stroke. Or he said something like that, but I just highlighted right here, dying, because, yeah, that's a really good response. Because he has been right there, dying. Oh, and her, her name, she's named her little penguin already. Oh? Oh, they didn't do that in the dub? They named, like, they gave, like, a general brand sort of name, like, like, Rabita gives a name for, like, what these things are supposed to be called, but, like, Melu did not mention an individual name for her own. Oh, well, uh... Hello? Hello? Who's this? It's me. Yeah? I was wondering if this little Is Adele? The wrong number, hey. Look. Oh my god, no! Okay, so, what Rabita says they're called is... Yeah, yeah, that's the name of the brand, but her personal one is Adele. Are you sure? Because, like, I feel that's like... That's what I have in my notes. If I misheard it, then just... Imagine it, the, the people doing the dub for this saw the name Adele, because that could easily be misconstrued and mispronounced as Adelie. No, 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 no. There is the name that they are based on Adelie Penguins, and thus they are the Adelie AC, but she has Lila Deruchan. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, no, we don't have Adele <laughs> in the dub. Well, I guess that it really was on the other side of <laughs> the fucking world. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? I can. Who is this? I'm in California dreaming. That's nice, but I don't know who you are. Look. Hello. Oh, for fuck's sake, is it you again? How are you? Who is this? 
so yeah, so uh, she's like, there's this. This is a new robot that everyone has because it's so fucking hot. Check it out. And Lan's like, oh yeah, that's pretty cool. But she's like, you know, get off that fucking bench. We're gonna have cool time, pool time at Yai's place. And then uh, I got to, I got to see my old friend CG Net City once again. Shiny and chrome as ever. And. <laughs> And then that's when I was like, oh, fuck, it's this guy. Because, <laughs> yeah, we see a silhouette or something. I mean, I could tell who it was, uh, like, immediately. We heard his voice. Did he say something? I think it's just that he has such a recognizable outline. Back in the real world, Ravita is reporting that, well, summer was supposed to be over by now, but, like, we're having record high... Uh, temperatures say, and I'm like, oh man, not even the world of Battle Network is safe from climate change, baby. And you know, constructing all those Adleys is just ramping it up. Mm. Uh, the poor children at uh, number one Curry are very much still dying from the heat. It is a very powerful children's set of episodes. It is. Oh my god, so powerful, you guys. Oh, Yahoot has set up, as he promised last time, his Japan installment of his curry restaurant. And he has forced Zap and Maddie to be the servers. And do they have a special little uniform? No, they don't. They're just wearing... No. No, they don't. (laughs) Like, they're all just wearing... Large, ill-fitting red aprons over their usual costume. Yeah, it's really good. So they're, like, complaining about the heat. Yahoo's Yahoo's just like, uh, where I'm from, this would be considered, like, a brisk breeze or something like that. Yeah, but we aren't there, are we? Yeah, which is exactly- yeah, that is exactly what Maddie says. Well, I'm here, and I'm dying. Obviously, as the Indians do, they know how to fight fire with fire. And so he is hard at work whipping up some curry. And believe it or not, that's actually a real thing. Yeah, no, I remember. Like, there's a really good Indian place near um, where my parents are. One time the server straight up said to us, you know, Indians deal with the heat by eating spicy food. And, and like, and Yahoo even explains it. We don't need one of these robots. Like, just one bowl of my curry can produce tons of cooling perspiration. Yep, it's all about that sweat, baby. And it's not just in India, it's really across the tropical zone of the world. Human cultures have found many different spices to help them sweat and cool off. Right, right. Of course, Count Zap and Maddie think that is a horrible advertisement. Look, counts up and <laughs> as though, though they have been forced into serving here, they are very quick to adopt to like snap into like uh, customer service mode like as soon as the door opens. And it's Mr. Famous. Yeah, like my neck. Yeah, like I saw it. I was like, oh fuck, it's this guy too. It's our show's very own Nabeshin. Uh, so yeah, like you, you're in the middle of winter, longing for uh, a penguin. But this episode made me miss heat and pools and fruity pool island drinks that the likes of which uh, Yai is enjoying by her poolside. Oh God, it's gigantic. It's it's gigantic and it looks so good. Obviously, it has an she's entire not- punch bowl full of bright blue raspberry shocker berry juice. I wouldn't say it's a whole punch bowl size. Well, this thing compared to her. 
looks it does look large i'm not saying it's not a large drink but when, it is the size of her head yeah like it's def it looks like what a big souvenir restaurant drink would be don't know what you're talking about but okay okay <laughs> meanwhile the lesbians don't trust this penguin i think it's sus well it's been infected by gospel of course yeah they like take one apart and they basically find a grave chip in it and they're marking it as either having been made by grave originally or just being tampered with by grave and it's pretty obvious because grave put a sticker on it with their logo yeah no exactly like that that's it we never find out for sure if they made the damn things originally or just tampered with all of them. Grave is very mysterious. It is very mysterious. They find this and I'm over here like, okay, so cool. You're going to report that this known terrorist group has messed with these and then they're going to be immediately recalled, right? No. No, they're not. I mean, to be fair, the shit like seems to start going wrong like immediately after they're found out. Yeah, to be fair, I don't think they would have had time even after they contacted Commander Beef and he contacted, like, the UN or whatever. Yeah. Things are going down, they are going down quick, and there is suddenly a giant ice tower in the middle of not Tokyo. Because, yeah, and, like, at first I'm like, wait, do these penguins exist on the internet? N no, it's, it's chill, man. But this is still proving that weather exists in the internet, temperature exists on the internet. Wait, I keep calling him Chill Man. Why do I keep calling him Chill Man? This is the first time you've called him Chill Man. But he's Freeze Man. Yes. I don't know why I always think he's Chill Man. <laughs> I don't know why. That's all on you. Yeah, yeah. Friend, I love you. Thank you. Um, I guess it helps that, like, Freeze Man is a guy that exists in Mega Man. Actually, wait, no, now I'm mad that this guy is Free Man. He does not deserve to be Freeze Man. Because Freeze Man in Classic, he looks great, and he is the best. He is he is so fucking, like, cocky. He's got so much tood, and love he's in love with- Wiggle, his posing, how he looks at you cockily. Yeah, like, he's great, and, like, this Freeze Man really does not have any of, like, that level of tood. Also, he's not gay for Iceman, but, I mean, I guess with this Iceman, you can't really- this Iceman is baby, so it's fine. He is baby. I'm sorry, I meant this Iceman is like too old for him. <laughs> I've been living in Manhattan for 50 years. Moved here when I was 70. <laughs> um, also, is it just me or does like he look like Thunderman's cousin or something? Does he look like real like similar to him? Vaguely related, but I think that it's just the general design principles of the entire series at work. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Anyway, he's a bastard and we don't like him. Yeah, we don't like him, though. Anyway, so with him fucking Shiv up on the internet, uh, the penguins are really fucking Shiv up in the real world because these fans of theirs are crazy strong, strong enough to basically create snowstorms in the entire city. And then they freeze the actual city. Yeah, they freeze the actual city. We are talking Barbie's Swan Lake. We are talking frozen ice palace. We're talking people are frozen. The caveman's frozen here. And we're out there. And he's the sheriff. And I, I just... <laughs> 
I just remembered that the penguins are fucking evil. They've got like glowy, angry red eyes now, which means that at least they were made with the important fourth principle of robotics. <laughs> yes! Make sure the eyes turn evil and red. Yeah, so at least they got that. <laughs> all of Land's friends are quickly frozen solid. Now, uh, first of all, I, I just have like a, a science, serious science question to ask. Mm-hmm. If a person is literally frozen solid, is that death? Or like, could the person ca- technically come back from that? Um... Some animals can come back from being flash frozen, which is where you prevent the creation of massive ice crystals, which would otherwise burst cells and veins in your body. So some animals can come back from that, but uh, we haven't had that many trials on humans. Right, I I mean, fair enough. uh, General consensus is no, because like, if even a few crystals got into our brain and messed things up, it would be really bad. So, like, okay, but, like, say that this is, like, cartoon rules frozen sod, where we are simply encased in ice, but nothing is, there's no crystals forming beneath the skin. What about that? If we are working on tardigrade rules, like, say that humans have the same ability to freeze as tardigrades and some amphibians, too, then, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's survivable. Okay. (laughs) Just wanted to ask. Uh, but yeah, somehow, some way, Lan uh, avoids being frozen. And luckily, he's a pre- he's prepared to get around the new frozen city because he has ice skates. Of course he does. Things go wrong very quickly. It seems like uh, not long after first making the discovery, you know, all this is going on outside. And the Net Rangers were only just about to go and save the day when their headquarters, too, is charged by the penguins, and they are all frozen solid. Uh, especially including Commander Beef, who <laughs> basically has a penguin flashed up behind him and say, nothing personnel, Commander Beef. <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I don't know why that got to me, but it did. So yeah, Lan's just trying to find somewhere that's not frozen so he can p- plug Mega Man in, you know, to the internet. But yeah, everything's frozen on the internet too. And poor Hub is experiencing cold because uh, you know, Net Navi's uh, Because active. Internet of Things, yes, it's all connected. Yeah. Yeah. And the one place in the entire city. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That isn't frozen because mm-hmm. it was too cheap and antiquated to oh, actually wait, 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 get hold on. We're, we're, You're going a little bit ahead. Of, uh, you're going a bit ahead because. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Just because um, before he finds that shelter, uh, poor Lan, you know, has to. First of all, I just want to uh, point out that Hub is very cute when he's all like shivery. <laughs> That's true. He's got a very cute face. First of all, he comes to Yai's house, like thinking she's, you know, she's got her own like heat generator or something, and he finds her frozen mid dive into her pool. You're right. That is a pretty good gag. And uh, then the poor boy, still wearing his like usual shorts and stuff, is like going thigh deep through snow, trying to, you know, just keep on moving. And then he finds out that somewhere between, he dropped. His goddamn P.E.T., the literal most important thing he has. It's fine. It's fine. I was like, uh, okay, well, at least you can easily trace back your steps, because, you know, the snow and all. 
Also, we get another cut back to Rabita, who is being a goddamn trooper and still reporting on the news, even as she's being buried by snow in real time. Even as it is negative 20 degrees Celsius outside, that is unbelievably cold. I cannot remember whether or not they said Fahrenheit, Celsius, or even, they may have even just said negative 22 degrees. And like, yeah, that's bad enough in Fahrenheit, but in Celsius, who boy. You are going to be dead, Rabita. Yeah, no. Like, I don't know exactly how cold that is, but it's bad. There is one place that has been spared from this cold. It is our local childcare center. Yeah, number one curry. Because they don't have a, they never got a penguin, like, they were safe. It seems like they would have reached this little block of building hole in the wall, too, but. Spoiler alert, they eventually do. They, (laughs) and it's a little bit odd, okay? Because, like I said, I hadn't fully remembered, like, how exactly these episodes go down. So when we get to this part in the show, we kind of just, like, come to see what looks like the conclusion of, a dis- of a, like, a discussion about, like, going to fight Grave. You know, let's go get Grave, and then they're all leaving. Uh, Mr. Famous included, who seemingly has just been, like, adopted by the children for today. It's fine. It's fine. He can be part of the children. If he wants to get adopted by Dr. Wily, I'm not going to stop him. (laughs) But I think it's more like he's the kid next door who always tags along on their adventures. And they're like, ah, yeah, he's a cool kid. But he only shows up in, like, some of their episodes. Right. I'm like, I'm imagining if the kids had their own show right now. Like Edna and Nettie. (laughs) God. Mr. Famous is their plank. Hey, hold on. I don't think he had. Why is he plank? He needs a Johnny to be a plank. Okay, you're right. Also, it needs to be like way more ambiguous if he's alive or not. Roll. Okay, that works. Net City has many wars, Ed Boy. So yeah, so the children are going to have to be the ones to save the day. Meanwhile, that part, the thing I said about Lamb being able to retrace his steps, I was wrong because he makes a point about how like, you know, all his previous footsteps are being like covered up by more snow. And basically this boy is about to... But he still manages to find Mega Man. He can hear uh, Mega Man shouting for him in through the snow. So he like digs him back up. Right. Because like he hears Mega Man calling for him and is like, wait, I, I can hear you call a little louder. And Mega Man's just like, okay, you mean like this? Oh, he's such a good boy. Yeah, I just really love Mega Man shouting. And yeah, so Lan digs him back up and he's still very, very cold. Oh, poor baby. And then Lan nearly succumbs to hypothermia and fucking dies because he just collapses in the snow and is about to pass out, which Mega Man points out. If you fall asleep now, you're gonna fucking die. It's not that bad. He doesn't have hypothermia because he's still fully clothed. I mean, I, I feel like you can get hypothermia while still... Being- also, he's, like, not, like... Can I not make a paradoxical undressing Dyatlov past joke? Am I not allowed? <laughs> anyway, negative 20 Celsius is negative 4 degrees Fahrenheit. Huh, damn. 
Yeah. That's I thought bad. it would be lower. Yeah. Negative four, that's just Canada weather. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah. So when he like collapses into the snow, we also see like one of this penguin that's been following him around the whole time, like kind of just coming up straight up to execute him and shoot him in the back of the head. But luckily, Mega Man is able to rouse him back by basically acting. He shouts, come and get it. Like, there's food to be had, which rouses the boy. It's because he's such a hero. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is this when we cut to uh, Net City? We do cut to Net City, but when he does wake up and travel a little more, then he he too finds um, Curry Haven, the one square of city space unaffected by the Ice Age. Everything's frozen, including the people. Oh, the net navvies are frozen too! Um, right, because we cut back to Net City because Lan is able to jack in. Once they are there, they get besieged upon by cute viruses. Yeah. When they're getting attacked by the viruses, they make a point about how, like, oh no, we're not allowed to use battle chips in Net City outside of the arenas. Like, Lance's solution is just to be like, oh, these guys are easy. We'll just shoot them with our built-in megabuster. But, like, I thought he was basically made into a net ranger, therefore having the authority to use battle chips outside arenas. You are right. You're right. But maybe, maybe the writers forgot, or maybe this was supposed to be an early. No, wait. No. no. Yeah. No. So, uh, yeah, Land just forgot. Anyway, uh, Wood Soul Rockman. They are facing off against like this very cool red little uh, ice dragon. That that guy's giving him some trouble, and so it's I was like, trouble. oh boy, okay. So yeah, we see the style change icon. And it's like, all right, we need. I was just like, oh ha, we need a fairy type style change. And I knew it wasn't going to be that. I was kind of hoping that like Roll would have her style change now, and that it would kind of that's kind of like a fairy style. But no, uh, we turn to Wood, which doesn't make any goddamn sense because Wood grass weak to ice, you know. Rockman doesn't work on Pokemon rules. I know, but like, Pokemon rules, like, for the most part, make sense. At least when it comes to, like, the basic elemental stuff like this. Okay, cool. <laughs> Just saying. You know what I was I'll... going to bring up. <laughs> I, what, wait, I don't? Oh no, I'm a psychic Pokemon, and there's a bug attacking <laughs> Well, okay, no, no, no. The bug, I, no, I get the bug thing because bugs are a phobia, a common phobia. But they're cute. They are cute, but lots of people are scared of them. But it also doesn't make sense to me. Well, I don't know. I, I, it makes more sense than, like, poison being weak to psychic. I think that's mostly a holdover of the fact that, no, you're right, that doesn't make any sense at all. I was going to right. say the poison ghost types, but like, right. there's also stuff like Vile Plume in Gen 1, so mm-hmm. no, that makes no sense. But yeah, but like, when it comes to the elemental stuff, like, I think, like, those rules are solid. Yeah, right. Like, in real life, if you freeze a whole bunch of plants, they're going to be very unhappy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So it was at this point... I was like, oops, he's not Chilled Man, he's Freeze Man, because he comes and introduces himself to Mega Man, goes on a little uh, villainy monologue about how Grave is basically going to cover the whole world in ice and snow, and then put the whole world into a, a deep, cold slumber, 
And then when they awaken, uh, w- like Grave will rule the world, will control everything, and and I'm just sitting here like, whose fucking idea is this? Because if you're gonna, if you want to rule anyone, you're gonna just kill everyone if you like do that. Maybe they want a kingdom of polar bears. I guess, but you you ain't gonna rule over uh, over any fucking polar bears. You don't know. Maybe part of Graves' plan is to breed a special race of polar bears with opposable thumbs and humanoid intelligence. I don't like this. They've just been waiting this whole time. I don't like this. No, I don't like that. We'll call them polar pandas. (laughs) God. (laughs) See, you make them into pandas, then, like, you know, they're just going to stop fucking and then die off and then what? nothing left. Anyway, this is completely personal to me. Yeah. And it's not going to make sense to any of our listeners. Uh-huh. But I have it in my notes. Okay. So Freeze Man is perfectly poised to be the number one counter to the Cater Buxton method. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's all I could think of. That's okay. We'll just throw in some deep, deep cut F plus jokes in here for us. Deep F plus lore. It's all for us. The one Cater Buxton counter. It's here, and it's evil. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Iceman's basically, yeah, so, fuck. Freeze Van! Ow! I can't keep this guy's fucking name straight no matter what. Uh, he's here to fight Mega Man, and he does so by creating his own battle arena, and he explains that he did that so that when he fucking kills Mega Man, Lan couldn't bitch about, like, uh, having an unfair uh, advantage because he wasn't allowed to use battle chips. Even though, as a net ranger. Yeah, exactly. But unfortunately, that means he's made an arena with fucking ice physics. So, yeah, they're in for a bad time. Yeah. It's like that episode of Magic School Bus where they go into the baseball land with no friction. Oh, no. That sounds awful. Did you... No, I, I didn't watch Magic School Bus much growing up, aside from, like, what was showed to me, like, in school. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm old. Basically, yeah, Freeze Man uh, wipes the fucking floor with Mega Man. He grabs a boy by his head and starts freezing him from the from his head down. Oh, no. And once again, uh, Lan is about to be fucking executed by a robot penguin. Uh, I should but- bring up, though, the one oh, cool so- thing about Freeze Man. What, what, that what? his mountain spear attack uses ski poles. Mountain spear. See, there were, I had a note where I like I heard him say something spear, but I couldn't like understand what he was saying. Oh, all right. Well, there you go. It's a mountain spear, and it shoots out ski poles, and they pin Mega Man to a giant block of ice. And, and oh, and that's what the okay, yeah, that's what those were. Yeah, there you go. He starts to freeze him from the head down, and he says that he's going yep. to render him into nothing more than powder snow. Yeah, yeah. And he's a Pokemon. <laughs> that was about the line in the dub, too. He thinks he's a bomb of snow, but he's really a snow runt. <laughs> but just as things look their most dire. It's a itchy, itchy heat, the man. Thank you. <laughs> it's motherfucking heat, man. New boy. New boys here, Heatman.exe. I really love his design. It's really good. Like It takes the essence of Heatman being a lighter, and then it makes it both cooler and... Oh, you know, it's, it's a... I should collect my thoughts before speaking. No, like, he definitely looks cooler 
than regular He-Man. It is an evolution of the original which ties into the aesthetic of the current generation yep. without losing the charm of the original, unlike Freeze-Man. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, uh, so He-Man shows up and he reveals that he has the firepower to instantly melt the Earth. Uh, good on him. Yeah, I mean, good on him, obviously. It's just, it was kind of, ju- it's just like kind of comically funny how quickly he takes care of everything. So yeah, Freeze Man retreats. Mega Man's okay. He looks to He-Man says, oh, thanks. He-Man has to be like kind of a little soon and be like, When next we meet, we shall be enemies. Does he sound something like that in Japanese? Yeah, much lower voice. Oh, see, I like his dub voice better because I think it real. I think it suits him way more. Just like a small little gremlin man. <laughs> well, he does have that jack jack o' lantern face. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think the dub voice suits him really, really well. So yeah, so he disappears, and we very quickly get to see who is his net op. You know, we finally get to see Mr. Match after he's been gone this whole episode. I squealed. <laughs> I know. I'm sure you did. And you know the thing going through in my head? Yeah. Yokubo, desire. Aishiteru, do you love me? <laughs> the episode ends with him, like, making a, de- a curry delivery. And, you know, my last note for the episode is, man, I'd love to fuck that delivery, man. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Madge, I, I'm afraid I don't have any cash to tip you with. There must be something else I can offer you. That's all right. Zetaya, sultry night. <laughs> oh, Usatsuki liar. No, I am an itchy itchy hit man. <laughs> I'm so glad you remember that so well. It's on my usual work playlist. Outstanding. So, we open up at the door to a hospital, and I shout, We violated the Geneva Convention! <laughs> we have a red cross on the door. Uh, we're in the hospital. Mr. Match is all, is all hospital bed, all bandaged up. We quickly figure out what's going on here, and like, I never fully got over this, because it's so weird. These episodes are essentially, like, out of order. Because is in this episode, like in the opening of this episode, we have like Maddie and Count Zap like all gathered together being like, poor Mr. Match, like how are we going to tell him about Torchman? It's sort of out of order, but also things happen in here that follow up from the previous episode instead of laying the stage for it. So it's very confusing. It is, yeah, no, like, I, I get this type of, like, media res showing one side of a story than the other, yada yada, but, like, it's definitely weird when it's, like, you're kind of showing the death of a character after the fact, because, like, when Heatman appeared, he basically said, like, he makes this whole declaration about, like, how he's here to get revenge for Torchman. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it's very weird to then follow that up. Sir, what happened to our baby boy? 
Yeah, exactly. After like that scene, we cut to a hologram, a life-size hologram of Torchman's like virtual corpse floating in a tube and Mr. Famous staring at him. And we are all wondering, what sort of horrid experiments are you about to perform on this boy? Not really, because in the original he says... I'm afraid it's already too late. No, like, you it, get more the feeling that he was trying to heal Heatman. Right, no, that was just my immediate reaction when you first see the scene. Mr. Famous is not a Hikari. He, he, no, Mr. Famous is actually a good boy. We can trust him. Yeah. And the other thing is, like, the other thing that makes this episode weird and, like, the way they do is because, like, they show too, like, sometimes they show too much of things we've already seen before. Like, we start all the way back to that episode, to, like, events from the episode where that big storm was happening in that city, and they found Fireman in the sewer. God. Having taken, yeah, exactly. And it's like, it, but, it, but it's weird because, like, we literally see that whole scene go down again. We see him being assumed to Mega Man, Mega Man being cute and being concerned for him, Roll, like, sticking her tongue out at him, and, like, the warning about, like, you better not die, I'm the only one that gets the honor of deleting you, Mega Man, all of that. And it's just sort of like, oh my god, like, it, it's, it was just really it's really jarring when you first see like well it's it's jarring when you start in the middle of the fight like during the storm and that kind of is just like annoying and repetitive even though it's it's certainly been sometimes i've seen it but you know i didn't need to see that whole scene again because like all that really happens that we see afterward is um and then things got worse yeah Oh, it, it just, the scene that comes afterwards, like, what happens in the sewer afterwards just really gets to me. It's excessive. Oh, yeah, no, you're, it's, but, like, I'm saying we should, like, it feels like we should, we could just start there with. In all fairness, remember, this is a weekly broadcast on national television for children, and it's been months between these episodes. Maybe, but I don't know, it's been some weeks since these episodes, and... We're not like, ten. I don't know. Ten people with ten can remember things. Ah, you're right. When I was ten and I had a favorite TV show, I instantly memorized everything that happened every episode. So, shut my mouth. Like, I'm just saying, like, we definitely don't need to see an entire scene play out that we'd seen before. We could just like have the reminder that uh, like Torchman was there in the sewer, and then go straight to the children's navvies. Co- coming to try and save him because that point i was like yes this is something new now i even get to see a man again i'm so happy yeah as fireman is still down there trying to recover he is suddenly surrounded by a mysterious fog also he's also worried oh my gosh the animation on their faces back in the children's real life is just it's really good we also get like a really nice touch when freeze man enters here because we get to see his like you know, him taking each step. God, the steps! Yeah, the steps with, like, a little, like, puddle, circle, whatever, of ice forming with each step. Okay, okay, friend. And... Did you know the sound that those steps were making? The crackling sound? No, no, not the crackling sound. It's a... It's like a... I don't think so. Oh, well, in the original, it's like... You start to hear him, the steady vroom, vroom, 
vroom, vroom. And then the crackles start to come in, and then it shows him, and it's just such dread seeping into you. This is really fucking dramatic and good, and like, yeah, dread. Metroid dread up in here. It is... Oof. And it only gets because worse. It does. And like, at this point, I stopped bitching about Pokemon rules because I remembered, oh no, it's Fireman's original weakness. Starmander! <laughs> no. I know. Uh, and yeah, that's and what like, I got immediate flashbacks to. That is so valid. And it doesn't help that, like, Fireman's face is only eyes, but. The- they definitely try and put, show as much terror in those eyes as possible. They managed to get them to widen and express things, and the voice acting does mm-hmm. help. Yeah, and you know what? The dub, I thought, was pretty solid, too. And, oh, he calls for his dad. He does! Oh my gosh, and it's, oh, oh, listeners, like, it's a, it's a, oh, it's, it's a yeah. horribly graphic scene of a, being ripped limb from limb and they show it all in the original they do because like the only thing i saw was that like next thing i know like you see fireman again he's missing his left arm oh before he runs off oh so you get you don't have to see it getting ripped off of him after it gets frozen solid first and oh that's awful oh my I should have known some He's unable to defend himself. Oh and then it God. explodes off of his arm. Mm-hmm. And then <sighs> Freeze Man takes over Mr. Match's P.E.T. And did we mention that during yeah. parts of his attacks, Freeze Man is completely framed in darkness with lightning crash effects? Yeah. Um, I remember, like, well, first Match is able to get him a- away with an area steal, but he still... Fireman still needs to reach the port to jack out. Yeah, yeah, he has to get to the server to log out. But, like, the poor boy is already so injured, he's, like, crawling there. And then, like, and, yeah, then when Freeze Man finds him, like, I was conflicted because I I knew it was coming. But at the same time, they have Freeze Man show up with, you see all of these, like, little tiny ice crystals frozen around him. I think, like, the idea is that, like, the he freezes the rain around him. Yeah, yeah, he's turning the rain into ice. And then when that falls around Heat Man's heat, it turns into water that sputters his flame. Yeah, and then they, like, cut out to, like, a wide shot of the city as we see, like, icy blue pillar and hear Fireman scream. Yeah. It's awful. It really is. Although Freeze Man does appear in the meantime, and it's actually a pretty cool effect when he does the whole and icing. And uh, he also also, uh, missed something that was in the original. Yeah. Which is that in the original, he forms the icicle straight up from the ground and through Heat Man's chest, impaling him. Oh, God, he gave him the run to step! No! Yeah! Oh, I'm glad I didn't see that, because I would have just flashed back to Metroid Prime 3, and it would have been very, very sad. Oh, my God. Now you understand why this episode just kind of killed me. God, yeah, no, that is brutal in the original oh does the dub show how iceman's powers even go across the server to the real called him iceman not iceman i'm so sorry iceman i'm so sorry (laughs) i did this to you i'm so sorry anyway uh 
freeze man's powers go into real life. He freezes the electrical socket and then electrocutes Mr. Match. Yes, yes, they do show that, which is also so fucking brutal. And the other kids are worried for him, too. This is, like, such a bonding moment. They are. They are. Like, so, yeah, you see, like, it's back to the present. Um, He's sitting there before Fireman's hologram in that tube. The children come in to check on him because, yeah, they're and uh, that is just so upset gosh i mean it's all the emotion yeah oh gosh and then it flashes back to the outline of fireman's burnt crisp of a self inside of as a shadow sort of oh god it's horrible yeah match starts talking to himself about how like when he first got fireman like he was so much trouble to deal with and he had even thought about, like, deleting him himself, like, at the beginning. But, like, he came, he cares so, he came to care so much about his, his son. <laughs> and then he stares <laughs> like, at the screen of his PET where it just says delete over and over and over. So, yeah, he's, like, talking between the PET and the hologram. And, like, the poor children are worried about him. <laughs> like, you, you know, that's just a hologram. Right? And also they're worried about his own injuries because he's not supposed to be in a hospital bed. Yeah. You know, and as any sane person says, he responds to them with, You think I've gone crazy, don't you? I love him. No, I said I said that a little more intentionally crazy than I meant to. But he does say, You think I've gone crazy. You think I've gone crazy, don't you? Yeah, I can't do a Scottish accent. I want to so badly every every time I like say one of <laughs> And then he leans forward and he puts his hands on the beam of light on, on the case and he gives his baby a hug. Oh, God. So, yeah, the rest of the children decide to, you know, just sort of let him have his space some more. Uh, what is it that happens next? It was another thing that we saw before because I said because I said so, like, yeah, okay, we things from literally the previous episode. I think like Freeze Man like attacking Mega Man again. Mm. The eye catch that happens before that yes, in the original is tell. really cute though. It's uh-huh. clear D6s, uh-huh. so cubes made out of quartz, and they start out with a full-size Mega Man or a full-size Proto Man, and after you roll the die, it turns into a little chibi Mega Man and a chibi Proto Man. You have to show I have to see this. Yeah, so we see stuff from the very previous episode, and I got mad and patient again until I saw Luckman's face. Then I was like, okay, if you're going to show me more Luckman, I'll let this slide. Even if it is regurgitated Luckman that you've animated previously. Because, <laughs> yeah, no, I believe it, is, it was just when Freeze Man was about to defeat Mega Man. All the other children are also trying to... Uh... Yeah, it was just the previous episode, honestly. Yeah, so, uh, you know, the kids are all, the children have all gathered together with their navvies who are also worried. And also, yeah, their but new they, friend. yeah, they have a new friend to meet. They have a new son to meet. Famous reveals him, Heatman.exe, as we know. And I don't know what exactly it is, but like somehow him wearing his, like, those, like, fucking power limiters of his, like, a child on a bike with training wheels, and it just, Seems very cute. Yes, it's and very uh, cute. there's all the entrance he makes. He's being yeah. the other he's first out of the floor, covered in flames. And it's like, oh, I see you're in the cube of shame. And it's funny because like we see like all of the children gathered solely around like Yahoo's PET screen. 
And he's like, can't you look at your own fucking PEDs? <laughs> no. Famous reveals how like that he's the that he put Heatman together and we thank him for it. Yeah, Heatman has all his moves, except he needs the way he explained it is like he has like access to too much power and he needs like a piece of Torchman's data to control it or something, and that's why he has his cute little training wheel wheel power limiter things on. So yeah, he's like crafted from Torchman's yeah. DNA so or data, so yeah, he's Torchman's son too. <laughs> And yeah, and he so he demonstrates his power to the other uh, net navvies who are like, well, this guy doesn't seem so tough. And he does like this very cute little move where like he stands on his head before creating a heat pillar. It's so mm-hmm. cute. It really is. And then he does another little spinny attack and he opens up the floor into lava and drops the other three navvies down. Yeah. <laughs> they all, and so they all have to log out at once and that makes the children go, Oh shit, he's he's hot fucking shit, literally. <laughs> and only then does their new friend tell them his name. It's been days. Our friend has been locked in one of your storage containers. You've been eating our curry, and now you're like, oh yeah, by the way, uh, I'm just uh, called uh, Professor Passerby, Dr. Mason. <laughs> And I mean, you know, I guess it it's like a little less weird in the dub because like his whole thing is that he just he's just called famous, so he almost like doesn't have a name, so it's like fair that he doesn't like say but yeah, he's just been in there eating their curry. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because as Yahoot says, every bowl of curry served is one more footstep towards the reincarnation of World 3. Exactly. <laughs> I want to make a quick, so this is, so yeah, so this is when they're all together and this is the discussion that we seem to miss, like them all being like, yeah, let's have Heatman take on Grave now. They're like going to go convince Match to do the thing, give permission to have a piece of Torchman's data given to Like specifically in the original, they say that Fireman's brain is going to be transferred into Heatman, so that Fireman entirely will live on. Well, yeah, no, it's not quite like that at all in the dub. It's still the suggestion that he will live on, but nothing like literally his brain. Yeah, well, it is. And then Falcon Punch, because Mr. Match doesn't believe him. Hold on, wait, 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 you're going a little bit ahead of us. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Remember, sometimes the episodes are edited differently. That's true. So, like, I guess I never know. Well, in the dub, yeah, so they, you know, the team breaks, going fight Grave, yeah, the children minus match plus famous. Oh, yeah, that happens, and then they get surrounded by the penguins. And get frozen into a giant heap, and we beg of- And then it goes to the convince, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, so I'm I'm like, save these idiot children, Heat Man. Save them. And so, yeah, so it goes back to Match in the room with- And he's still talking to his son. He is still talking to his son. And, yeah, and, like, again- You saved me so many times, but now there's nothing I can do for you. Oh, God. Yeah, and, uh, like, and at first I'm confused because, like, Famous shows up, and I'm like, wait, I thought you were frozen- yeah, like I said, this is immediately the next scene after we just saw them get frozen. Time does not exist. Yeah. They try to make get across that, like, you know, they all got out. Because, like, when he shows up, when Famish first shows up, he's, like, he's like sneezing a bunch. Like, he has a cold. Right. Yeah, so he's like, you know, I need a piece of 
Torchman to put into Heatman, Match straight up punches him in the face. Like, and this is like, we see this in the dub. Like, this isn't like other times when punches are thrown. We see him get clocked in the face. Whoa, really? Yeah, no. Good and like, for I forgot all that about that. Out. So that was just really. Like, not saying that Famous deserved it, but it was still just really satisfying to see Match throw a punch, okay? I mean, probably because it was an adult punching another adult. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. So Match leaves in a huff because he doesn't think that this resurrection is possible, and he thinks he doesn't that want his, Famous is... He doesn't yeah. want his boy being tampered with. Yeah, exactly. All the other children all show up, also, like, sneezing some. Sneezing and drenched. They must have just been unfrozen. So yeah, they try it, and they all kind of convince him to let his boy be reborn. Yeah, I think Maddie has the final say because she appeals not only to him, but to his bond with Fireman and, like, why can't you ask yourself what Fireman would have wanted? Yeah, that's what she says. Ugh. It's so good. I love these children being sentimental. We cut back to the, uh, the events from the previous episode. Uh, Megan fighting the ice dragon. Uh, we hear Land give a new line saying Wood style was the right call, which it was not. But he does have a line of like calling the dragon a blue gone, which is, yeah, that was cute. Yeah. And like, okay. They could have done one better though. Indigon. That's good. That's pretty good. Okay, and then there's just, like, kind of a confusing series of shots and dialogue, because, like, it seems to be, like, kind of just, like, a quick cut between, like, the children again, but there's dialogue that happens that we don't see. I told myself, oh, you need to write this, you need to write this note more detailed so, like, you remember what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> no, future, future metal, you'll remember what the fuck you were talking about. I don't remember what the fuck I was talking about. But apparently there was like, I, I just remember like a quick series of shots where s nothing really seemed to happen. And there's like some dialogue that just we don't actually see being said. It was just very weird. Like it seemed like it was like stuff was kind of just like hashed together. That is weird. In the original, they explained that Mr. Match has to play a rhythm game in order to bring Fireman into Heatman's body. And then they just cut to an exact reproduction of the Freeze Man fight. Yeah, exactly. And, that, and then, I, and yeah, and I got mad again. I was like, oh my God, we just saw this. Get on with it. And then they do get on with it. And Match cannot wait for his new son anymore because, like, Heatman's, like, you know, Heatman's tube is glowing out of control and Meijin's worrying him, like, oh, he's not ready yet. But no, nah, they're both ready. And his power letters are fucking off. No, he's ready. Burn. Burn with me, Heatman. Yeah, it's so let us burn together and in the i don't know if this is in the original as well but is but in the dub he like says he he calls him torch man and as heat man is speeding off through the internet he says heat man <gasps> no wait okay so in the yes and so yes in the dub i think this is the first time we actually hear his where, where we actually get his name Maybe because I like made a, na a, a point of note about like oh Heatman named himself ah but now I don't I don't fully remember whether or not we heard his name beforehand but it is still very it, it was still just kind of cute to have to have Heatman correct him he's a cute man he is I mean a cute monster I mean a cute Heatman he is a cute Heatman and oh 
Match's new boy is so, so strong. Um, I get mad again as we see the things from the the previous episode, like everything melting, Heat Man being a soon at Mega Man, and then we're back to curry delivery. Thing is, I understand how this is a lot to fit into one episode, so they kind of wanted to split into two episodes, but it's not enough for two episodes. Yeah, like, they definitely need more, like, original material. But luckily, you know, this time we hear him talking, like, we hear Match talking to his new boy, and already he loves him. Because... Of course. Of course. Look at, look at Heat Man. Heat Man is so jazzed. He's just overface 100% 24-7. Yeah. Though I will say, even though, like, this ends kind of, like, in the same place as the previous episode, they kind of make a joke about it, at least in the dub. Because, like, when he's delivering, delivering to the same place he was, but, like, now they're like, wait, is it this guy again? You better not be pranking me! No, unfortunately, that's dub only. Oh, thank God, though. (laughs) Good, though. Oh, man. So, yeah, quite a roller coaster of episodes to go through on our... Uh, it is. Yeah, after our break. It's a roller coaster. It put us through the ringer, and gosh. Yeah. Ugh, but- These are the episodes, though, that made us really fall in love with Match because oh, before yeah. he's just funny, haha, Scottish man, but now he's funny, haha, Scottish father. Yeah, funny, haha, <laughs> Scottish far- father who loves his sons so goddamn much. Does- Everyone loves a a good DILF, man, so, you know, here we are. Oh, Match is a DILF. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Oh, man. It's just, the children were all really brought together through it. It really, yeah, no, this was, like, also, like, a good pair of episodes for, like, the children in general. They still teased each other just a little bit, but it was in the way that was much more loving this time around. Yeah, no. Like, even in the uh, first set of episodes where they're first going over the defeat in the sewer, Maddie sort of teases Match about how, Oh, I bet you sent him in there all, all on your own because you wanted to do something heroic. Like, "Mm, what's that? Bring back World 3? That's just like you, isn't it? Huh, huh? She did, yeah. But yeah, like it's like it's not yelling at him like you fool. You think you can bring back World Three, which they might have done earlier. But it's so much softer, and it just they're just they're so. And then when tragedy strikes, like they're they're they want to be there for him. Oh, they do. Then they're right. They are right or die. Yeah, like the severity of matches mourning mm-hmm. at the deathbed. Where he swears, he swears to Fireman that he will be there during his last moments. I don't think we, I'm not sure if we had like those exact lines in the dub. That sounds heartbreaking. It's all heartbreaking. Ugh. It really is because he's regretting so much and yet he's expressing how much he cares for his boy and oh. God. So yeah, uh, we've Mr. Match uh, has made us emotional fucking wrecks. It's just what we wanted. Yeah. 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 Podcastman.exe logging out. Ignite. I'm gonna